Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And Heim Bloom, kind enough to get out of the heat and step by and say hello. How are you, Heim? Well, I'm good. I'm a little sweaty. <laughs> One of the real benefits of broadcasting in the shade, 0-2 fouled off by Jimenez. Who cares about the score? This has been a fun day to see some of the future right there in front of our eyes. Yeah. Um, you know, that's sent obviously a lot of guys uh, up here who are pretty exciting. Uh, some lessons today for all of them, but uh, that doesn't change the talent and the outlook. You know, I was curious, too, a couple of guys in Murphy and Walter we saw early. One guy couldn't throw enough strikes, and one guy seemed to throw too many, right, in Murphy and Walter. Yeah, it's all about, you know, when you throw them. I mean, you want to get ahead early, and when you are ahead, that, and then that's the time maybe to go for the kill. Um, didn't do that enough today, obviously. So Jimenez takes a strike on the inside corner. He's rung up. Here's Edinson Paulino, who's shown some surprising pop from the left side. Heim Bloom with us. Uh, Blaze, you know, against Manoa, pretty impressive swing to tie the game as Paulino takes the strike. Then he makes a nice running catch. He throws out belt at the plate. I know you're, you see the play out in right field where he's maybe trying to do a little too much, but you can understand that, right? A 19-year-old kid trying to make a real impression. Paulino is... Going to line out to center field on balance, though. This was our first chance, Heim, to see what I know you've seen a lot of times. The raw tools on that kid are unbelievable. Yeah, and I think we got to see that today. Um, you know, you look at it's easy to forget this guy just because of how much explosiveness is in that body. This guy was playing on the backfields uh, last year. Uh, he hasn't really played full season ball yet, and you can see just the upside there. He has every tool there is. Of course, it's going to be a quick inning with the head of baseball on with us. Corey Rozier drives one high and deep into right center field. Red Sox go down quickly in order. White Mills back to the mound for the Red Sox. Cam Eden to lead it off. 15-3 Jays. A lot of the youngsters up here in Dunedin today. Heim Bloom is with us as Wyatt Mills throws. He misses outside. I mean, because of the delays with Whitlock and Bayo, you've got some different decisions in your bullpen. Guys like Zach Kelly seem to really be seizing opportunities with presumably Cutter and Tanner at least early in the season slotting uh, into the rotation as the Red Sox break camp. What have you seen as you try to kind of rethink the way the bullpen looks for the first couple weeks of the year? Yeah, you know, some of this uh, we were expecting to some degree, obviously with Garrett kind of knowing what he was coming off of and that there was a good possibility there. We're just make sense and be smart to slow play him a little bit he's actually done great he's checking every box um it's really us holding him back just to not deny him a full spring training uh for what's ahead and wanting to get through the whole marathon um so some of this we expected and and you know you mentioned zach and there's a there's a couple other guys 
uh, in that mix. And, you know, Zach in particular I think is interesting because this is a guy who really since he's been in the organization has shown big league stuff. And it's really about, I think, harnessing it, attacking the strike zone with it, uh, being willing to use it uh, in the right situations. And, you know, pitching with a, a certain level of intent, just going about his business with a certain level of intent that I think matches his talent. And we saw that over the course of the year last year. He earned himself uh, a shot in the big leagues and uh, had a good winter and now coming in and having a good spring. Lou's been talking a lot about the importance of that slider for him. Three and two, and that's ripped into right field. That is that is a base hit. What have you, he, he, you know, for me, talking to him a little bit, you know, having the different velocities, you know, 94, 95 with that 80, 81 changeup. And he's talked about reshaping and how the velocity, how he's throwing that slider is in that 87, 88 range to attack guys at different levels, I think is real important. The slider has really shown to me in the last few outings I've seen. It. Yeah, uh, and he's been willing to use it. I think it's made steady progress, like you mentioned, just having more of a sense of purpose about where exactly he wants it and then having it as an option to fill up the strike zone. Yeah. I think, you know, it has uh, at that velocity some, a little bit of kind of cutterish action that you can use against a lefty also to give him something else to think about uh, just so they can't. Uh, sit on those two speeds, like you said. Vinny Capra is the hitter. What about Brian Mott? I mean, he, he pitches so well every time he's over on the big league side. Optioned yesterday after the ball game, but uh, it, I, I would imagine for you, Haim, it's sort of an interesting discussion about, you know, keep him in the minor leagues, stretch him out to start, or think about is it hard not to dream about the fact that this year he could impact your club in a lot of different ways? Absolutely. That, that possibility always exists, I think, with everybody when they get to this level. Uh, Brian obviously has, he has late-game stuff, but he also has some premium starter stuff if he can harness it, you know, keep it together for you know, five, six, seven innings. I was encouraged just in this stint uh, in camp uh, really by a couple things. One, the demeanor, the calmness. That's something we've been working with him on, just maintaining control of his emotions while he's out there. Obviously, we didn't get to see him go real deep, but just... Every outing, he's been calm. Any point where he's lost the strike zone, he's been able to get it back. And then the willingness to use a changeup, which is a pretty nasty pitch. Yeah. Uh, he just needs to have confidence. It can play. Wyatt Mills hits the hand on the bottom of the bat of this right-handed hitter, Vinny Capra. Ooh. So another hit batter. The Blue Jays will have two on. With nobody out, Alex Cora is going to come on out of the dugout and get Mills out. So, Mata, that changeup is a big pitch. And just as a general matter, Haim, I mean, I, I know if you got a young guy, who can be a starter? That that is so exceedingly valuable. Where do you just generally, in a in a general normal sense, weigh that? Like of the demands of this year's major league team, if there's a spot in the bullpen for a guy like that, versus the the desire to to keep him in that starting role. Yeah, there's some art and some science to it. I, I you know, we're we're here to to win, and we should be doing everything we can to try to win. Now, you don't want to do it in a way that makes it too sh make, is too short-sighted, and then you, you end up just not finding out how good some guys can be. Uh, but, you know, you, it's not to say that if somebody does one earlier in their career, they can't do the other later on. Um, you know, we've got a couple guys who obviously have pitched in the big leagues for us uh, who have shown the ability to pitch in both roles or, you know, in the case of Garrett, uh, are going to get a longer chance to do that. And, um, you know, there, there are those trade-offs sometimes, but I think for the most part, you're just trying to do right. If you do right by the player that and find where that intersects with doing right by the team and by the organization, it, it usually all works out. It ends up being a good problem to have. I think 
you know, when you talk about fast-tracking guys, that's something when I got in the game, you would see a lot more. You would see guys come right out of the draft and say, uh, hey, this, this guy out of college, you can put him straight in a major league bullpen right now. And I think as an industry, we did guys a disservice by doing that. There is a learning process. There is a development process that goes on. So if you try to shortcut that with a starting pitching prospect, sometimes you don't even get what you want out of the bullpen. You know, in April now, we see how valuable those long guys can be out of the bullpen starters. You know, you want to be careful with them in the cold weather coming out of camp. And with guys like Hauk and Crawford maybe starting in this rotation, I look at a guy like Josh Winkowski, speaking of improved sliders, looks like a little different shape to it. He could become a valuable piece early on as a long guy. Are you worried that your long guys are now in the rotation? And you look at this pen in April and say we're a little vulnerable there with some innings? Yeah, I mean, again, that's why we kind of added the starting options that we did because yeah. we <laughs> figured we're not going to have, uh, you know, you really all the different guys we've mentioned, uh, even without Brian, we're talking about nine guys really, and, and you figure they're not always going to be available to you. Uh, at every given point. Hopefully, you know, last year we went through something where it felt like they all became unavailable yeah. at the same point. That's not good either. But, uh, you know, it, it gives you options, and there's no question. With wanting to take care of starters out of the gate, with what some of our guys are coming off of, what they've been through, we're going to need innings out of the pen. So there's different ways for guys to contribute. The other, Zach Britton, is a left-handed hitter against Durbin Feltman. The pitch to him is high. Four ball one, Justin Turner literally dodged a bullet this week, Haim, and uh, amazing. He's already got the stitches out. He's already swinging a bat, and uh, I, I know you brought him over for a lot of reasons. The swing, it plays at Fenway Park. He's got such a, a proven track record the last few years, but clubhouse leadership is a big part of that. What have you seen, albeit with the injury from him in these first few weeks? Yeah, I don't know if we could say he dodged the bullet. I think it kind of <laughs> hit him right in the face. Uh, somehow he just dodged any kind of uh you know serious injury i still don't know how me neither um but uh you know very very fortunate with that one um he's been everything we expected i mean even in the process of talking to him in the off season recruiting him i uh, had some of the best conversations that i've ever had in that process with a player and you can mm. just see what made him such a force in that not just on the field but in that clubhouse uh in la and you know guy he, he's talked about this i think guys aren't going to become leaders by trying to be who they're not they're going to do it by being their best selves you know we were watching the world baseball class you guys are well represented guys are doing real well i mean you chang i think was mvp of his pool and we see what yoshida's doing but we were talking about jared duran how i felt like he looked like a different guy like offensively his approach he gave himself a chance to be an athlete and he goes off into the wbc but i almost feel like as an organization if you're not going to start and get playing time i don't want him to take steps back because he had so much good momentum when he had left. This, how do you balance that? Like, yeah, we'll let you go, but are you going to play? Or are you going to just pinch run on the bench? Yeah, I'm hopeful. Uh, and obviously, they got to do what they got to do. But I'm hopeful he'll get more of an opportunity. Um, you know, I just don't think you can try to stand in the way of such a cool opportunity yeah. like that. And with what it means for Jaron, uh, you know, what it means for his family. And I do think being in that environment, mm. even coming off the bench, could be really helpful. We know what he went through last year, all the ups and downs. It's a different environment. You know, it's, it's, uh, there's something talking to guys who've gone through it. There's something there that at times not even the major leagues can replicate, and uh, hopefully it'll be good for him. You know, we, we, so many times you look at a guy with his speed and you say, you know, let's put him in center field. And I remember a guy you know very well, Carl Crawford, made a living with speed out and left. Yeah, he's looked pretty good in left field when you guys put him out there to get him ready for the WBC. Yeah, that's another thing too, just the opportunity to move around, um, you know, and you know, see the ball off the bat, you know, from different angles. That's that's something too that I think could be good for him. I think you know, with, with 
with a lot of young players, there can be benefits to just changing it up on them and uh, you know changing those environments, and they learn how to be comfortable being uncomfortable. One down with a one and two count to Witten Bernard. We're in the bottom of the seventh inning in Dunedin. A swing and a foul on a slider. Jorge Alfaro is sort of in a similar spot. We thought high when he went, based on the fact he got Team USA and Mexico and others in that pool, that it might be sort of a short stint. But now, with Mexico beating the United States, I mean, Colombia's right in the mix there. Is that something that complicates your world? We all know that there's this opt-out for Alfaro on the 25th that that uh, he can seek another big oh, league wow. opportunity as Feldman hits Bernard in the back of the helmet. The, the Blue Jays have now been hit four times in the last two innings. Bernard appears to be okay. He turned around just in time to take it flush on the back of the helmet, uh, and he is hit by a pitch. So yeah, Jorge can go to, to take okay. another uh, big league opportunity, and he was so impressive in camp. Does the fact that Columbia might hang around longer, does that make that a harder choice for you? You know, I guess a little bit just because, um, you know, the, especially the catcher-pitcher relationship. Now, I will say this. That was something that Jorge was very aware of when he chose to participate. Uh, and he made a point to tell us. He said, I'm, you know, and obviously the visa held him up early, but I'm going to put in the time, put in the work, knowing that he was going to miss some time uh, and didn't want to miss that opportunity, which we totally understand, that he was going to make sure that he stayed as long as he possibly could before going out there. He's been able to play, so he's, he's staying in a rhythm. He's staying connected to our camp. Uh, you know, it's a mixed bag, obviously, but it's hard to not pull for our, not pull for our guys. I, the net, I didn't know there was a net there. I was getting ready to catch it, <laughs> try to protect you. Glad you were. Um, <laughs> oh, and two to Andres Sosa. Chris Sale uh, has looked really good here his last couple of outings. Um, I know he's throwing Thursday in the backfield. It's an off day. Alex Cora made some news the other day that he will not be the opening day star. He said he made that decision even a month and a half ago. Talk to Chris about it. Is it? Is it just an idea of it's opening day, there's extra emotion? Is already going to be emotion for sale starting the year off that maybe you want to take a little bit off his plate, ease him into it? Yeah, you know, I don't want to speak for Alex. Obviously, we've been talking about it for a while. That I, I think he said it best. He, he wants Chris, after everything he's been through, uh, just to appreciate opening day yeah. as a baseball player, as one of the guys. Uh, and, you know, I think these are the, the sorts of things, just these little nuances that – uh, you know, I think when your staff is really working well together, they can push and pull those things to get the most out of players. And, and you know, I, I think what Alex saw that would be meaningful to Chris would be to be able to appreciate, appreciate that without it being his day, without having all that on his shoulders. pretty good feel for that stuff. Yeah, you know, and, and uh, you know, I'm obviously totally supportive of that and couldn't be happier with where Chris is at right now. I think it would actually be good for him that it is an off day that he can have a little bit of a deload. He's been he's been pushing it, man. He, he's feeling it. So we need to make sure that, uh, you know, we're not uh, getting too greedy here yeah. in spring training and knowing everything yeah. that he's been through and, and wanting to uh, get a really good year out of him. But you couldn't have asked for more out of these first couple outings. He's looked great. Bases are loaded for a kid named Davis Schneider, a minor leaguer for the Blue Jays. Feltman throws, and he misses inside ball three. But, Chaim, since you arrived, it's been one thing after another uh, with Chris Sale. It, it must be hard for you not to dream on what life might be like with something at least close to vintage Chris Sale. Yeah, I've only ever seen that as an opponent, and it's not <laughs> a lot of fun. No, ball four, that'll drop, oh. drive in another Blue Jay run. Yeah, and, and But if he's right, it changes everything for your club. Yeah, and again, I, I think this goes back to you know why he's not starting opening day. We do not need him to try to be the guy. We just need mm. him to be himself and bring whatever that is. I think that's when we're going to get the best results is, is by doing that. 
And, you know, it really, I think what he did, even in that stretch in 21, when you could see he wasn't really himself, but he stepped up for us during the COVID outbreak when we were in St. Pete to put a stop to that skid. And he stepped up for us in game five of the ALCS. And again, I don't think he really had everything. I think that was just one of the elite competitors of really this generation digging deep and finding a way to get it done when we really needed him. So, you know, just to take something off him and allow him to get back in a rhythm, uh, I, I haven't seen him with this kind of a spring in his step since I've been here. And he's smiling more often, which is cool. A violation on Feltman ball one, and here's a swing and a miss. What have you made of the new rules? I mean, I, especially on a day like today, right, when we're <laughs> yes. getting our lunch eating, I, I, you know, I, how can you not like this as a spectator? It just adds so much. I think you, you kind of forget, you know, we, we forgot how slow the game had become um, just over the course totally. of certainly my lifetime. And it kind of reminds you this is sort of what baseball is supposed to be. And I think that's what the rules are about is, you know, it's not about changing the game. It's about bringing the best version of the game. Uh, to everybody who loves it, and I'm excited for what these rules are going to do. How much communication do you have with the league on a daily basis? Things come up throughout spring training. We've heard a lot about that. Memos are being put out. You're seeing examples from other teams, but is it almost on the daily? Not quite daily, but uh, it's been pretty regular. Um, you know, sometimes it almost seems to be in response to, you know, certain players kind of pushing the limits. You yeah. get a memo the next day when you see something. And, you know, just we're learning as we go. This is what spring training is, is here for, is to try to help figure out exactly how these are going to these are going to play when uh, the games uh, count a little more. I think it's going to be interesting once we get into the regular season and even into the playoffs. They seem pretty adamant the rules are the rules. I, to me, there is, as great as it's been, a little room for some tweaks as this ball is lined into center field. Rozier is back to make the play and end the inning. Can we keep you around for one more half inning? Oh, my sure. God. All right. Getting we'll pushy. I like it. Eighth inning, 16-3, to three, Blue Jays. 16-3 Blue Jays. One last half inning with Haim Bloom as Nico Cavadas will lead it off. The offensive minor league player of the year for the Red Sox a season ago. He's been impressive in camp. And I know it just must be so fun for you, Haim, to watch these guys. And look, the score today is what it is with all these young kids, but a chance to lay eyes. This is a real test. I mean, the Blue Jays rolled out Manoa and their, a lot of their everyday lineup, and these guys get a chance to really – uh, test themselves a little bit. Yeah, that is something that happens. Uh, you know, sometimes you take these long trips. Obviously, some of our regulars are not going to go uh, on top of, obviously, some of them being in the WBC. And usually when you're making that trip, you know, it's somebody else's home game and their regulars are going to play. So it's an interesting test for these guys. Much rather be uh, on the other side of the score, but it is interesting to see them get this experience. One of those fell off. If one guy reaches, Marcelo Meyer's going to hit. He faced Nate Pearson, who in this game showed about the nastiest stuff I've seen the entire spring and had a good at-bat. He lined one to left that was misplayed, but, I mean, he's been really impressive. Yeah, he's certainly looked the part in these cameos that he's gotten, um, which, again, it's really not about the results at this stage, uh, you know, for these guys, but it's you know I, I'd rather see a really good at-bat end in a line-out um, than – than see a you know poor at bat where you know somehow he gets on at this stage of the game. Obviously, in season it flips. Then it's about results. <laughs> where did it go? Yeah, one and two. It is swung on and missed. You know, you watch him, and I think the best word for me to describe him just smooth. Like defensively, offensively, he's got that beautiful left-handed swing. And one of the things I had heard about him, the fact that he is bilingual, that like he's one of those guys in that locker room that kind of, which is. Really underrated how valuable that is in bringing people together, and I heard he's really good at that. 
Yeah, the guys that do it well, it's because it's authentic. It's just who they are. It's who Marcelo was in high school. Obviously, probably easier to be that guy in high school when you're one of the best players in the country uh, yeah. around your high school team. You're in a but, good mood often. Yeah, but, uh, you know, some, some guys just have that. And you see it from a very young age and been around players in my career that uh, usually when you spot that early on in the minor leagues, if the talent portion of the equation is there, that's something that stays with them. Uh, they have to kind of reestablish it at every level and especially getting the big leagues as a young player. It does take time, you know, as, as, as you know, better than I do, yeah. it takes time to grow into that at the big league level. But if it's there, it's usually something they end up bringing to the party at any level. Nico Goodrum has struck out two down, so... Eli Marrero. You know, one thing I was wondering, too, with the WBC guys out, I know you guys are so scientific and pay so much attention of, you know, guys' bodies and how they react. There's a lot of innings. How much do you monitor that? These young kids, you've seen a lot of Valdez. You've seen a lot of Rafaela. You know, how much do you monitor that at this stage? Very, very closely. It's something our, our sports medicine staff does an incredible job with this. It's measured in pretty great detail, just making sure we're building them up right. Well, thanks for building us up over the last inning and a half, Jaime. It's uh, always great to have you on, and it's been a, a fun for us to see some of the future right before our eyes, so yeah, thank you. I appreciate you letting me borrow your AC for uh, an inning and a half. <laughs> you're, you're welcome any time. No, no, go back down there and sweat. <laughs> 16-3-Js. <laughs> Bottom of the eighth is next on the Shaws and Star Market, WEI Red Sox Network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.